three, two, one. Well, hello there. Who was that for? What? Well, who was the three, two, one for? I don't know. You're right. Why did, I, I mean, I wasn't going to leave that in. Oh, okay. I was just going to, that was the countdown to let, let you know we started recording. Let who know? <laughs> I guess it's just us. <laughs> I could have just said go and said I did the three, two, one. Like it's like we're running a rocket launch, right? I'm like countdown. Are you ready? Are we ready in three, hear, two. You're, you're the one who edits this. Who's gonna hear that? What? Do you, what, do you put it, what do you put it that way? Why do I do the countdown? That made no sense. Usually either for the people on the set and it's just me. <laughs> Or it's for the person editing, so they know where to start. And by the way, I shouldn't say one, right? Isn't that also the rule? Uh, like in three, no, two... No, you gave a nice little gap there. Okay. Least, so so you can <laughs> cut in, but I don't know why you... Uh, I don't know who that's for. You know what? I'm leaving it in. Okay, I'm leaving yeah. it in. Well, welcome, yeah. welcome into the Mike uh, and Molson... You need to know how this uh, this garbage is put together. Welcome to the Mike and Molson Behind the Scenes Too Good for Radio podcast. I am Mike. Oops. Hi, I'm Johnny. I almost spilled my coffee. <laughs> and we begin, uh, we, we're having too much fun mm-hmm. right now doing this show, and hope you're having fun listening as well. But when you're at a job, do you have to partake in office fun? Yeah, and you know, this is the time of the year when there's sacred oh. Santas and white elephants and gag And the parties. And the... Because like, we haven't been able to throw the parties in two years, and right. now we're all... Ba- no, those are the worst. Fraught with peril. Yeah, and you know, do you ever have to do that thing where you you fill out a form? It's like, hey, you know, my favorite color is orange, and I like sports, and you know, and then they they get you I don't oh. know, a Snickers bar or something <laughs> with a with a Cubs logo on it. Right. You know. Look at you. You like sports ball. So, so yeah, it's just it's just exhausting. And, it is. But there are people who love. I mean, live for that stuff. They do, and they look up, they look upon you. If you don't partake in it to the fullest, as if you're some type of curmudgeon. Yeah. And it's not that you're a curmudgeon. It's just you're at work to work. You yeah. have you already have friends. Right. You don't need to have a party at work. Work is a place where you just go and do work. So we take you to France and the consulting firm Cubic Partners. <laughs> um, and he was a senior counsel there. Um, and he has been granted... The right to be boring at work after a judge determined uh, he was wrongfully fired. So they um, so they fired him for not being like yeah. jovial enough for not partaking in the company nonsense. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, he uh, in 2015 he he was terminated for quote professional inadequacy due to his refusal to participate in activities like after work drinks and activities to foster teamwork. Oh, there's nothing Jesus. there's nothing that that drives teamwork less than making someone go do something for teamwork. God, have you ever gone to a seminar or a workshop oh. or something and it's like okay for the first 15 minutes you're uh. going to turn to the person next to you and tell them your funniest story is we're going to break off into groups, and then we're going to figure this thing out and come back together, and you're going to have to screw you. Yeah. You know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to do my thing and be done with it. Oh, God. So, and, he, and by the way, you shouldn't have to go to after dinner drink. That's not part of work time. It certainly is not. It certainly is not. He said uh, in his case, he had the right to critical behavior and to refuse company policy based on incitement to partake in various excesses. <laughs> He I also love, disagreed. I love the legalese of that. He also disagreed with the company's definition of fun. <laughs> I 
love that. I do too. I think he's onto something. You here. really, you really ought to be able to say to whoever the whoever the fun committee is at Ugh. your place of business to say, "This is not my definition of fun." No, it I will. Is not. I will have fun with you when you You're come, come up, up with, with, my, <laughs> with my definition of fun. You know what my definition of fun is? Not hanging out with you. No, nah, and, and well, no. <laughs> see what you do though is yeah, you they come up with something. No, that's not it. Well, what if we do that? No, nope, that's not, that's not it. Either. I, I am. How about if we go to the? No, no. <laughs> I don't want to do any of that. <clears throat> that's that's some of my favorite parts is the people who are, are overzealous about teamwork and bonding and, and just being the antithesis of that. Mm. To me, is fun. So maybe that's the whole thing. You just keep coming up with ideas that I can poo-poo, and that's my idea of fun. In its ruling earlier this month, the court said everyone could not be made to, quote, forcibly participate in seminars and end-of-week drinks, frequently ending up in excessive alcohol intake encouraged by associates who made very large uh, quantities of alcohol available. The court added the company's emphasis on social events and, quote, fun, unquote, (laughs) infringed on an employee's, quote, fundamental right to dignity and respect of private (laughs) life. Life. Yes. Here, here. Oh. I want that judge to be president of everything. Yes. And uh, by the way, if you want legal counsel, go ahead to our new sponsor, Rocket Lawyer. Right? Isn't that a thing you can do? <laughs> sure Just go is. online, Rocket yes. Lawyer. <laughs> so, man, I am. That is probably one of my favorite things uh, that I've read all this week. Is that you? You do. You do have the right to be boring at work. So, if they come to you during this time of year and say. Hey, everybody else is joining in a secret Santa, or what do you want as part of the the Christmas party? Just say no. You can say there's a legal precedent now to say no. I don't yep. want any part of that. So don't feel pressured into it. Is any of that uh, horse shit going on around here? I mean, I know, nobody's listening to this thing. Anyways. No, no, no. I, we could say so much, and no one would even know. Yeah. But I don't think any of that crap, the the Christmas crap's going on oh, around that's here. That's good. I'm, yeah. I'm happy. For I you. mean, there's I'm only like there's only like eight people that work here anymore. <laughs> so. I mean, there wouldn't yeah. be that. There wouldn't be that much of a party. It'd wow. just be kind of like go around your office and hey, yeah. here you go. So we have plenty of room. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Christmas get-togethers, good segue there, mm-hmm. Johnny. Sure. Uh, here is a Reddit: Am I the a-hole involving Christmas celebration? It begins. My husband's family likes to drink. Every holiday includes multiple bottles of wine slash cocktails. I hate drinking. I've never drank. My father was an alcoholic. I think it's childish, or childish, I should say, if you can't have fun without drinking. This year, I'm hosting Christmas for a change, and I decided since it's at my house, no alcohol allowed. We're all getting older, and it's time to grow up. (laughs) My husband's sister called to ask what she could bring. She saw a recipe for a Christmas martini that she wanted to bring. I told her about my no alcohol rule. She didn't say much, but must have told the rest of the family because some of them started texting me asking if I was serious about this and saying it's lame. Wow. But I'm not budging. Good for her. Now it turns out my husband's sister is hosting an alternate gathering (laughs) that almost everyone is choosing to go to instead. It's so disrespectful, all because they would have to spend one day sober. My husband told me he talked to his sister, and we're invited to her gathering, and he said we should just go and stop causing issues. (laughs) So to be rude. Now husband is mad at me because I'm making him stay at home and spend Christmas with me, but it was my turn to host and I chose not to have alcohol. They could have dealt with that for a single year. Am I the a-hole? But did husband initially agree that there was no need for alcoholic nonsense or was he just going along to go along? I think he was probably going along to go along, but he knew all along 
that it wouldn't fly with his family. Right. You know, there, there's just certain gatherings that... Because here's the thing. I see both... I'm very much to each their own, I right? I know you I, are, I, Mike. I, yeah. I, I've seen, I see both sides of this argument, right? Yeah. She's like, hey... Yeah, do a couple lines of cocaine to each his own. I'm not... You know, if that's I mean, your definition if, of fun, if, if, that, if that's your definition <laughs> of fake snow in your home, I mean, go right ahead for the holiday season. You and Cocaine Bear, which, by the way, the trailer is out. Uh, so check that out online if you're so inclined after listening to this podcast. Yeah. So go do that. Uh, but what I, the, two, the, the seeing both sides of it is, one, I see her saying, hey, you can go one day without, right? Mm-hmm. But I see the, the family, the husband's family point of view of this is actually a holiday tradition. True. It's, it's, part of, it's part of our holidays. We get together. We imbibe some adult beverages. And so it is, it's part of what we've been doing for years. Right. So you're taking away our tradition. Now, you may judge it as unnecessary. Now, I don't know. She doesn't go into detail how much, you know, multiple bottles of booze and everything else. If there's sauce and vomiting in your Christmas tree, <laughs> then maybe it's a year off. But if it's just some cocktails and that's part of what they do and they make these drinks, I don't see what the issue is. Right. So I, it's hard for me to say she's, who's the a-hole in this particular argument. Would, yeah, I mean, would there not be a, a way to say, look, yeah, obviously bring your Christmas martinis. That's cool. But can everyone just sort of you know, keep their wits about them? That's, always, that's, that's, that's the thing that always yes. mystifies me about any gathering. Or even if you just say, hey, let's go out and grab some drinks or something, is you, there's always that one person who's like, I'm going to do some shots. You want to do some shots? And it's like, oh, I don't want to do shots. Yeah. Like, Why am I going to do it? It's just like, we just came out to have a beer and right, turned yeah. into this. Yeah, so if you can keep it cozy with yeah. the cocktails, I think that's what she probably should have done is that, hey, there's going to be a two-drink maximum here. Yeah. Right? So you're not going to cut it off totally, but there's only you're only going to get two drinks, so mm-hmm. space them out accordingly. And then they could have come over. But putting down the ban of no alcohol whatsoever, yeah. that's going to lead to some issues. and brazen of the sister to be like, hey, Squaresville over here is going to have no booze. You want to go over to that that lame-ass party? Come mm-hmm. on over to my house. I'm going to host this year. Right. I think I think you have to find a common ground. I think yes. there is no communication there. The fact that immediately an alternate gathering that feels like a frat party is going to be happening, right. as opposed to this, it's like, it is her turn to host. It's her home. Try to find some middle ground instead of just Hey, we're going to go full out bender yeah. to we're going to be a teetotaler. There's got to be a happy medium somewhere, right? Yeah, there probably was another solution there, um, and and now it's now it's a thing between her and her husband. I'm always intrigued though by people because I'm just not one um, of these, and I, but I, I think maybe you are. I don't know. You and I don't hang out because we're not like like we, we're not friends at work. <laughs> right? We have fun at work, but not fun <laughs> after work. My fundamental um, right are, are just the people, uh, and I'm sorry to put you in this pool. Uh, are the people who have a drink and then it's just game on. I mean, you've, you you have to have eight. I don't. Ha- I, I've I don't gotten, think that's you. I'm yeah, just, yeah, I'm no. I, I it used to be me. Yeah. It, it used to be me. As you get older, I think you your tastes kind of grow different, and you understand a good cocktail. It's it's not mm-hmm. a race as you right. get, as you get older. At least you should, right? At some point, but there are that the problem is there are those individuals who feel, I don't know if it's a competition, if it's a competitive nature, or if it's just, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to go balls out on it. Yeah, it's like the faucet's either on or off. And, it, and it, there's no there's no middle ground. There's no, I'm going to go, you know, sip on something. 
Right, and and that's the that's what I think cocktails, finely crafted cocktails and alcohol should be, yeah. is you enjoy them as you enjoy conversation. But you're right, there's always that individual who I gotta clang the next one. I gotta clang the next one. I gotta clang the next one. And 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 it's just like if I and you're like, how do you do you function that Mm -hmm. way? You know, I've I've gotten to the point now where give me a good bourbon. I can have a couple of those to sip on over a few hours, or I make an old fashioned or something, and I'm good to go. Right. It doesn't have to be constantly nonstop. Because if you get to three bourbons, you start burning cigar holes in people's arms. Yeah, and that's not a good holiday for anybody. No, no, no. Or you start saying Wolf for Reserve. I'd like to thank the Wolfer Reserve rep. Mm, good times. Yes. And I would like to thank another sex story here for the Sex and Poo podcast. Oh, yes. Uh, this cam girl uh, from Georgia, Lauren Hunter Damon, 27 years old. All right. This, this happened uh, in her bedroom in the morning of November 9th. All right. They're enjoying a day, her and her roommates. She's in her room or whatever. And all of a sudden, gunshot happens. <clears throat> Upon their arrival, police learned from a paramedic already at the scene that Damon had shot herself in her vagina accidentally. Oh, man. Right in the vagina. Right in the old vagola. <laughs> she, took, she took a 9 millimeter right in the old Why vagola. Why did she do this? Well, officers then learned from one of her housemates that the woman works as a webcam model for the popular adult site. And I don't think this is popular. It's the first time I'm hearing about it, although I'm out of the game. Uh, <laughs> Chatterbait. It's yeah. It, it's it's uh, it's one of the it's it's why I have my theory that everyone is going to be in a porn within ten years because it's it's crazily populated. So if for those who don't know Chatterbait, by the way, new sponsor, too good for yes. radio. Chatterbait, use the ten percent off code. Uh, so get one free boob. <laughs> uh, so apparently, with Chatterbait, you charge and someone sends you a request, and then you can record that and send that video to them later or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. So the housemate for the reveal that he believed that Damon was recording when the gun went off. So apparently, some weirdo, because it's the internet, would like to see her rev her own engine or stuff and use the gun gun. as as a thing. Now, you would think one would be smart enough to not have it loaded if one would do that, because when things are happening in that erogenous zone, like what I did there? I do. Uh... Sometimes you lose... I wish you wouldn't have actually demonstrated it, but I I like the (laughs) way you put it. You you lose faculties. And so things get a little willy-nilly, pardon me, and that's when the guard that was the gun discharged into the vagina. There's no place you want discharge. Well, unless you're planning for it. So always be safe. Uh, I don't know if there's a gun condom you could put on there that could have stopped that. So, yeah, so luckily she survived. But the weird part is the gunshot... How's the vagina? I don't know, probably wrecked. (laughs) I would imagine it's probably the last. Can you imagine being the next person when she's like, "Hey, take it gently." Right. A gun exploded in in there earlier, and he mm-hmm. goes, "Really? Like someone?" So, but nine o'clock in the morning is when that happened. Authorities don't arrive till noon. Apparently, she walked out into the into the room, like the living room, is like, "Hey, we got an issue here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I shot myself in the old vagina. Good grief!" And so, uh, criminal charges they say will likely not be filed in the case. Uh, but who knows what happened to the Vijay? Yeah, I mean, it's just one of the the, the thousands of you know OnlyFans type things uh, where you can uh, direct a girl on the other side of the camera. It, what weirdo? It, it just so boggles my mind. The just the the weirdest things you can think of in your twisted mind 
you can find in the internet is child's play to what the mm-hmm. internet comes up mm-hmm. with. Like the fact that someone requested that and right. she was like, well, paid enough money, going to go ahead and do that. Yeah, it's, it's Consequences the, be damned. It's the infamous Rule 34 that says uh, if it exists, there's a porn version of it on the internet. And, uh, you know, whatever crazy fantasy weird thing you're into it, that you can imagine uh, you know whether it's I don't know Christmas lights and guns and, and everything else it's like you're going to find it someplace somebody has done a porn version of it and because do, that's the internet does she is she able to come back to the house once you find that out like or do you have to set parameters now well, that's a good as the roommates be like hey I understand you're on the old chatterbait but please no more firearms if someone asks you to shoot a Roman candle out of there just say no <laughs> I think, you know, Chatterbait's missing something here if they don't hire her as a spokesperson. (laughs) Say, you want to see freaky stuff. (laughs) You've not seen nothing until you've been on Chatterbait. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I shot my vagina for Chatterbait. (laughs) Uh, Also on the internet, the wonders, uh, this particular individual, a TikToker, who get this, goes by... At Ms. Calcium Cannons 98. Calcium Cannons. Yeah. Is uh, being slut shamed, she says, for breastfeeding in public because she shared not safe for work footage of herself going topless to feed her son in the middle of a supermarket aisle. <sighs> Old Miss Calcium Cannons 98. <laughs> right. She had no other intention there. Uh, the Houston mom wrote hashtag normalized breastfeeding in the closed captions of her virally controversial clip, which drummed up over 14.3 million views. In her video, uh, the individual who works as an OnlyFans model mm-hmm. is seen holding her bare breast to the child's mouth and stroking his head while he nurses in the middle of the aisle of a Houston supermarket. Once again, that's at Miss Calcium Cannons 98. Angry Uners commented, <laughs> you have no class, arrest her for indecent exposure. Um, she says she feels targeted. She goes, the fact that people think feeding my child makes me a slut is outrageous. And I agree with her on that point. Right. But, but that was not her point. No. She was going for the clicks. She was going for the clicks. And I ask you this. I, I understand it's a natural, beautiful thing happening between a, a mom and a child. But they, if you're just walking down an aisle and trying to get soup, right? Mm-hmm. You're looking for Campbell's. You don't want that kind of mm-mm good up in your face. Well, that's, that's I mean, look, it, I mean, yeah, natural, beautiful thing. It's also just normal. It's just the kids right, eating. Yeah. Uh, yes. So it, what's not normal is to walk into the middle of a store and feed your kid at any time and just stop and say, okay, we're going to have dinner right now. That's That would be strange. <laughs> right. Correct. Whether and, it's a bottle or anything, you just to, to, to stop, stop down. The, you're not going to do that. No, correct. I didn't even think about that. And so clearly- she was not trying to just normalize breastfeeding, because most normal women who breastfeed, they go, they sit down, they don't, they don't, they don't want to be, you know, they're just trying to feed their kid. Correct. Yes. Uh, exactly. The last thing they want is someone well, leering at them. It'd be one thing if someone else, like, if she, if she were just to do that, right? If that is normal to her to just stop down everything, why then record it? Yeah, is what I'm asking. No, because she like, knew what she was doing. Correct. Correct. If it, if it was one thing when someone else, if someone else would have recorded that and been like, oh, you know, I can't believe I saw this in public, you would say, well, why are you recording it? One, you weirdo. Mm-hmm. And two, don't judge. But the fact that she made such a big deal out of it in the middle, it's like, to your point, would you have done that in the middle of 
a movie theater. Or if you're in the middle, let's say, for instance, you're in the middle of riding the carousel at a right. theme park, and all of a sudden, you know, you're sitting on one of the benches, you're not on the horse, and the kid goes, Hi, mom, or he starts crying, I'm hungry. Would you just right there? Maybe I don't know for certain. I mean, even if you were feeding the kid a bottle, you usually go sit down someplace. Right, and you just, exactly. It's not a you know, exactly. It, it, you don't just stop what you're. It, it, the whole the whole thing is goofed. Uh, and and look, you start off by naming yourself Miss Calcium Cannons. People are going to be a little suspect correct. as to what your motivation is. That is correct. Very much so. Moving on, uh, as we end, get towards the end of this year. Uh, Pantone is that what that's called? Pantone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pantone. Pantone. The Global Authority on Color has revealed its color of the year for 2023. They name colors. They they are the color standards. So when a, when, a, when a logo needs a specific color, McDonald's has a very specific Pantone color that they use. Sometimes they sometimes they take the color out of circulation because it now belongs. Yes. Like Tiffany's blue belongs oh, to Tiffany's. Oh, okay. That brown belongs to, there's a brown that belongs to UPS. Mm, all uh, right. That nobody else can use. It's kind of quite crazy. What, what has that done for you? Brown, what can I do for you? Uh, so Pantone's color year for 2023 is Viva Magenta. Magenta. Viva Magenta. Not just Magenta, Viva Magenta. Is that a version of red? It's, yes, it's described as a nuanced crimson tone that balances warm and cool. Viva Magenta is an unconventional shade for unconventional time. Yeah. they Looks call purple it, to me. They call it powerful and empowering it is an animated red that encourages experimentation and self. Does the color really do all this? Nah. And self-expression without restraint. An electrifying, boundaryless shade. Company went to describe the color as audacious, witty, and inclusive of all. Wow, here's a picture of a guy wearing nothing but Viva, Viva Magenta. Magenta. Good, good yeah. on you, bro. No, not good on you. You look ridiculous. <laughs> what? Head to dough Viva Magenta doesn't do it for you? Nah. Uh, the Pantone Color Institute's choice is intended to reflect the latest trends across sectors, including fashion, beauty, technology, design, and home decor. Okay. Well. So, Viva Magenta. That's I think the, they're just making stuff up at this point, right? That's the color for this year? For 2023. Or for next year. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Just in December, they always I say what's going to be the hot trend for next year. I'm with you. And 2023's color is going to be Viva Magenta. Okay. Well, so, cool. So you're going to get Viva Magenta. Yeah, go stock up. Yeah, exactly. So look for a deep fake Elvis Viva Magenta <laughs> to be coming to TikTok sometime soon. Well, that's Maybe awesome. shared by Miss Calcium Cannons 98. A woman who. Uh, Maybe should call herself Ms. Gord ninety eight. Ooh. Um, no, this is not this is not sex, but there, but there is poop involved. <laughs> oh, there we go. We have to cover both here in the Sex and Poop podcast. The majority of the topics that we have here on this is either sex or poop. Um, I guess every morning has a gourd shake. A gourd, you know. <laughs> My gourd Some shake sort of, brings all the girls to the yard. They're like, it's better than yours. Some sort of uh, gourd juice that she uh, that's a, every morning. Is it okay? You know how we at one point, a few uh, maybe ten, twelve episodes back, said just stop at science. Mm-hmm. Just stop with your juicing. There's some things that just don't need to be juiced. Yeah. And it's you weird because people will get juice out of just about anything. Yeah, they'll just shove it in the juice and be like, I got some celery juice. Yeah. You got water. What is celery juice to it's water? Um, so I guess for for years she uh, had herself a nice glass of gourd juice. She, By the way, if anyone ever asks you, do you want a glass of gourd juice? Do you ever say yes to nope, that? Nope, nope, nope. There's certain things I'm willing to try, 
But I don't know if I'm like, here's a big old heaping glass of gourd juice. You want that? No, I don't. For for many years, she always has this. But on this occasion, it tasted abnormally bitter. Okay. So different than and the normal? And then she suffered from what Canadian medical officials are referring to as toxic squash syndrome. TSS. Yeah. You don't, you don't want some TSS from a bad gourd. What was that? Did she end up in the hospital? And strangely enough, to their knowledge, hers was the first poisoning of its kind reported in Canada, although similar cases had been reported in other countries, and somehow they knew right to go to the journal and say, this is toxic squash syndrome. Can you imagine you go into the doctor's office, and you give them all the symptoms, and they're like, well, we have good news and bad news. The good news is we know what what it is. The bad news is you're the only person in Canada ever recorded to have it. You're probably thinking, oh my God, I'm going to die from this. What is it? It's toxic squash syndrome. It is uh, the the squash in question was I guess referred to as a cucurbit, which it comes from the family that includes cucumbers, pumpkins, watermelon, and zucchini. So it's kind of a mild. It's a weird. Yeah, um, I didn't know that. I, to be honest with you, I didn't know cucumber was a gourd. I probably should have because it looks like all the other gourds. Can go ahead. So she, she uh, within minutes of drinking, she just she downs this thing and then almost immediately, weak, nauseous, vomiting. Diarrhea, oh. lower abdominal pain. Oh. It was everything coming out both ends. Oh, that's the worst. Um, after after uh, knocking back two glasses of uh, cucurbit. Well, after the first, was well, the first one okay? Because if, the, fir- if just... the first glass, if the first glass tastes bad, why do you go in for seconds? Well, Mike, uh, you might not realize this, but all cucurbits <laughs> naturally produce bitter tasting chemicals called cucurbicatins. <laughs> cucurbicatins. <laughs> Which can have a toxic effect if consumed in large enough quantities. That sounds like uh, the cuckoo bicket. <laughs> sounds like a race in Marvel in a Marvel movie, right? Because aren't there? I mean, there are things we eat that if you have them in like massive Mass concentrated doses or something, uh, will just kill you on the spot. But if you just like an apple or something, yeah, like mercury poisoning, right? If you eat too much really good sushi and because possibly did, yeah. didn't Jeremy Piven had that that one time? Yeah, is that what that was? That's, or at least that's what he said. Uh, after she drank this unusually bitter bottle, uh, her tried to heart, say that five times fast. Her heart rate shot up. Her breathing quickened. Her blood pressure skyrocketed, and then just bottomed out. The medical team found they could uh, bring her blood pressure back to normal by delivering fluid to her veins, um, and then continue to have episodes. And, How long did it last? The toxic yeah. squash. Uh, that, by the way, that sounds like a finisher for a wrestler. The patient's initial symptom of diarrhea continued in the hospital, and uh, examination of a digestive tract revealed signs of hemorrhagic gastritis in condition with mucous membrane lining of the digestive tract became disrupted, and bleeding ensued. And then she started vomiting. Ow! There's no known antidote. Oh, it just has to run its course? For toxic squash syndrome. TSS! for five days... Oh! She was in the hospital in intensive care. Good Lord. Um, and uh, after five days, she was discharged. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> How do you call the family members? Like, you're never going to believe this, but but Aunt Sue is in the hospital for toxic squash syndrome. She goes back to the doctor two weeks later, and all of a sudden, her hair falls out. No! Yeah. <laughs> Why the hell would Such you do delayed a- onset hair loss has also been reported in other bitter bottle gourd poisonings. Don't you know? <laughs> this sounds like a terrible Dr. Seuss book. 
The butter, the bitter bottle, bitter bottle book. I do not drink the bitter bottle. bottle <laughs> I do squash. Not in a QQ bit, not in a juice, not on the loose. I will not drink it here or there because I like to keep my hair. The <laughs> <laughs> just came to me. That's good. Uh, look at you. Yeah. The the toxic effects of cucurbitans uh, on humans are not fully understood. Oh, I think we know exactly. I think we know now. now. now Stay now away from do. that. Um, I'm going to read labels a little bit closer. And I'm going to know what QQ bit in anything. As seen in this case, um, the onset of toxicity can be abrupt and profound. Emergency providers should be aware of this rare cause um, uh, should this ever come up again. No, it's, no I think it I shouldn't. Be, I should, there should be a ban on QQ bit juice. Yeah. She never drinks that again, right? you got to move on to a different Nobody board. should. Well, nobody You're should. Done. Nobody should. She actually probably was one of the first ones to begin with, but yeah. no one should be drinking Cucubit. By the way, Bullet Juicer, the new sponsor of uh, <laughs> the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast. Yes. yes. Yeah. Stop it, science. Stop it with your juicing and your damn juice Man, cleanse. That's what I want to see on Chatterbait is some good toxic gourd syndrome. <laughs> oh, gross. I will give you 50 bucks right now I if you drink some gourd juice. <laughs> you, if, you find, if you find some bitter bottle gourd God. juice. Yeah, just take that yeah. gourd juice. Is it bitter? Is it bitter? Is it a bitter bottle? Is it a bitter bottle? Is it bitter enough oh for you? Oh, my God. Is he, are you getting toxic yet? Oh. Yeah. Oh, I ran out of time. <laughs> That's too bad. <laughs> Didn't get to see the end effects. No. Oh, good Lord. Well, that'll do it for the Too Good for Radio podcast. I think we've learned a lot today. Gross. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Sex, poo. Begins with, you don't need a countdown at the beginning of a podcast. But you do need a countdown to end it. In three, <laughs> two, one.